Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up? Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the podcast where a bunch of grown adults get together to talk about monsters and tightly colored clothing fighting teenagers. And uh, my name is Mike. Zach had a, a bad case of the allergies. We're hoping he feels better soon. Uh, I'm not even going to make a joke about that. Zach's my friend, and we would never make fun of him. I hope he sneezes his guts out. That's rude. <laughs> Why would you wish for that, Luke? I hope he just yeah. sneezes himself inside out. Luke, why? Jo- joining us this week and apparently a real sadist is Luke. Just like his whole skeleton comes right out his nose. Can it be like a spooky scary skeleton that dances and sings? Uh, well, it can definitely be a spooky scary skeleton. I can guarantee mm. that much. Uh, I guess it's up to Zach about the rest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also joining us and chastising him is Emily. Hey, it's me. And uh, also with us, a special treat, because he's not actually on the podcast often, our editor, Eric. Do you think that Chromite thinks there's a Jumbotron somewhere that he's getting on by dancing constantly? No, I think he just loves to dance. I think he's just a very artistic individual who just loves expressing themselves through dance and other means of art. If there's another monster nearby called Dance Cam, I would not be surprised. Okay. You know, I'll be honest. I uh, Do we get more of the Chromite? Cause I hope what's so. Weird, cause what's weird is that, like, and we'll get into it. We'll get into him. But, like, he's he's the mook from the Sentai for the season. But, yeah, like, 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 quick car ranger. Pit stop at the car ranger garage. The the monster is a Wumper from 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 Car Ranger, which Wait, is I thought it was Car Ranger Garage. Move. Oh shit, you're right, Car Ranger Garage. I fucked it up. Just can all that. <laughs> it's okay. The uh, <laughs> intro song will take care of it for you. Okay, thank you, Yay. Eric. You'll fix it with your magic. But yeah, it they're just they're just, they're just the Mook from the regular series, but they also don't use any Sentai footage. So it's like I hope they bring him back. So there's a point. Like maybe yeah, that's, that's where I was going. Is there's there's no Sentai footage, so why did they bother? Yeah, like maybe like that. Maybe he'll break up 
part into other like chromites and like i don't know it just doesn't make much sense <laughs> well the other weird thing is that i mean granted i'm not through all of car ranger but he's not the normal caller of a wumper most of the wumpers are like yeah kind of a electric blue or pink well yeah they're they're multicolored like, sometimes they're like even greenish like which chromite makes sense because it's like they're chromatic right like so maybe he's like pure light because he's white but not why he's gray but whatever we'll say well, it's i assume white. he's gray because he's chromite but like he makes like light like color versions of the ranger powers so well, sure like, i thought that's where the chromite came from yeah i mean so far in the series uh i haven't seen a wumper with that color of costume so i'm wondering if they created an entirely new costume just for this episode which is wild. <laughs> which, yeah, which raises the question of why they would do that. But anyway, folks, so we're we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4 of Power Rangers Turbo, Shadow Rangers. And I say Season 1, but like it's fucking... It's Season like 5 of Power Rangers, let's be real. Um, but before we really get going, uh, something Zach asked me to do is he sent me a link... Uh, so in this episode, we're going to be getting some evil rangers, which I think is our favorite plot point, both from a genuine enjoyment and from a, oh my God, what were they thinking, uh, standpoint. And, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like we mostly get the, the former group this week, thankfully. Uh, but Zach sent me uh, the ranger wiki category for all of the evil rangers, just to really hammer home how much this plot point gets used in the series. Mm -hmm. And I want to just take a look at this real quick, like just... Stop me if stop me if this is getting to be too much. So they have subcategories here of main evil Power Rangers, which is the Psycho Rangers, the A Squad Rangers, uh, and then just some individuals: Blaze, Dino Charge, Silver, Roxy, and Robo Blaze. I think <laughs> three of the three of those are just from uh, the current season. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then there's Evil Clones, which is the Billy Clone, the Tommy Clone, and then uh, the White Dino Ranger from way later. Okay. Uh, Evil Rangers turn good, which includes Tommy, obviously. Uh, it's not the, the White Dino Ranger is it, is it an evil one who turns good, I think, and not a clone, but I don't know. It's it's both. It's oh. listed under both categories. <laughs> <laughs> Probably no good Rangers uh, that turn evil, though, huh? Well, we'll get to it, maybe. Um, but yeah, Evil Rangers that turn good. We start with Tommy. Then there's the Dark Rangers, which... Do they turn good at the end? I thought they just lost their powers. Like, they were kind of non-characters, but whatever. <laughs> um, Titanium Ranger, Crimson Thunder, Navy Thunder, White Dino Ranger again, and Korag? <laughs> Whoever that is. Um, Power Rangers turned evil temporarily. Zeo Ranger V Red uh, Tommy. They put V instead of 5. I, I, I That caught me off guard just now. Well, that is a 5, uh, though. That's just a Roman numeral yeah, 5, yeah. yeah. Uh... I guess I guess this is just a listing for every time somebody gets mind controlled, and there's a lot here. Yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna skim over that one. Uh, evil alternate reality rangers. Uh, a lot of these are like from the comics. It looks like. Um, Makes sense. Alt alternate reality rangers turned evil temporarily. Ranger Slayer, and then <laughs> uh, seven listings for evil ranger teams. So the Dark Ranger, Crash and the Creeps. Wow, I can't wait to meet Crash yeah, and the Crash Creeps. Crash and the Creeps is pretty fucking good. Cr Crash and the uh, Creeps is my favorite NES game. 
the Psycho Rangers, the Thunder Rangers, the A-Squad Rangers, the Spirit Rangers, I don't know who that is, and the Cyber Villains, which uh, again is the current team. And then uh, it lists evil copy teams. So the evil Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, which we saw early on, the Mutant Rangers, which was when the Lobster was the Red Ranger, uh, Turbo Shadow Rangers, which we're going to get to today, Cyborg Rangers, Evil Time Force Rangers, Shadow Rangers. So there's two sets of Shadow Rangers. Uh, evil Mystic Rangers, Evil Overdrive Rangers, and Robo Rangers, which I think is from the big recent crossover. Sure. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, Evil Alternate Reality Ranger Teams, which is uh, the Evil Ninja Rangers, and then uh, Ranger Sentries, which again is from the comics. But yeah, just an absolute fuckload of Evil Rangers, which I mean makes sense, because... If you got if you got a TV show about you know people in costumes that fight each other that, that fight things you kind of want them to fight each other every so often right yeah and I mean like how many superheroes like have that where it's like fucking like Flash reverse Flash Green Lantern versus Yellow Lantern right Man Bat or like there's there's a there's Batman has a bunch of them oh yeah like, every <laughs> Batman villain is oh it's Batman except well that's not true how's yeah. Penguin that uh, because he's, he's also- except he uses his money for evil. Oh, god yeah. damn it. Yeah. Okay. That's, the, that's the thing is, like... Well, Mr. Freeze. Something like two-thirds uh, of Batman's no, Mr. Freeze is gal- someone who lost someone he loved and decided to uh, take revenge on the world instead of making the world a better place. Okay, well, those are, like, really yeah. vague concepts. I'm talking about, like, literally, here's Batman, but bad. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's like, a few of those, like, too. Like, Reverse Flash is a little bit more that than what you're saying. Or, like, even, like, fake superheroes. Like, Well, I should say fake, but, like, Darkwing Duck isn't, like, a... Uh-huh. You know, like, he's a comedy superhero, and he has the Negaduck, right? Like, so many people have that. Right. I, re- I really don't want to move too far away from the Batman example, because, like, the mm-hmm. thing about Batman's villains, as Luke was getting to, something like two-thirds of his rogues gallery are a dark reflection of Batman in some way. Right. And of those, like, half of them are, like, just another rich person. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I- like, when I, when I said, like, all like evil Batman, I was thinking, like, Prometheus, whose whole thing is that his... Parents right. were killed by cops, and so he like hates good people, or fucking, which is uh, Hush, not really whose work. parents died mm. tragically. Well, his parents—he tried to make his parents die tragically, and he couldn't. He right. wanted to kill his parents to get their fortune, and then it didn't work out. Yeah, I thought Prometheus mostly hung around a cave guy named Bob. Yeah, that, that also mm. that was later. Uh, <laughs> isn't fucking? I don't know anything about this character, but isn't Maxi Zeus kind of an anti-Batman also? I don't know. I thought Maxi Zeus was all about, like, man, the Greek gods are awesome. Let's do Greek right. god-themed crimes. Obviously, that's a thing. <laughs> I, I think I think Zeus is literally just, like, his gimmick of he thinks he's Zeus. Yeah, literally, no, I looked and it like, up. That and is like, his deal. <laughs> and, like, Superman has Bizarro, right? Like, right. Which is literally just, like, opposite Superman. <laughs> and General Zod. Yeah. Mario's got Wario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, we're spinning our wheels here. Are we are we ready to talk about Why this fucking episode of television? Yet? Jason's got Sequoia National Forest. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how is that an evil Jason? Wait, 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 y'all. Why don't we have like Weech yet? Like we got like Waluigi, Wario. Where's Weech? I want to see Weech. <laughs> uh, she's on DeviantArt. <laughs> well, I want to see her in the games, <laughs> and I want her to be like a like a Yankee, where she's just like. Wearing a leather jacket and shit. That'd be sick. <laughs> All right, so, Power Rangers Turbo Episode 4, Shadow Rangers. 
Uh, we open with some uh, child labor law violations as uh, Justin apparently just works in Tommy's uncle's garage with Tommy. Well, see, it's okay because he's just helping a friend and he's not getting paid, so it's better. <laughs> it's not illegal at all. But they're doing, like, like I guess high-end race car maintenance. And they're testing, you know, basically Justin's giving Tommy a wrench and they're going to make some adjustments. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about cars. I don't know exactly what it is they're supposed to be doing. But they're doing some stuff, and they're gonna they're gonna test it. Tommy's like, okay, I'm gonna make this kid smile by like, okay, we need to test the this how we're doing by revving the engine. I'm gonna let Justin do it, and Justin's like, yay, I'm gonna get to put the gas pedal down and make the car go. And you know, it's understandable. I mean, you know, we we've been kids, we know that would excite us. Um, and I love this here because Tommy starts going, because it starts going too high, and he's like, Justin, he's back a little bit. Justin, and Justin's just staring him in the eyes, like, smiling at him. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, to, we have to get our cold open drama. I'm just kidding. And, and like, I wish that so, happened. <laughs> <laughs> the accelerator is stuck, and Justin's shoelaces are caught on the gas what pedal question mark this doesn't make any sense like if your well, shoelaces are cut wouldn't you be pulling the gas back and then right, it would stop I, going down yes <laughs> it is implying that somehow his shoelace is tied to the pedal in a way that's keeping it held down which is impossible they will they will retcon their own bad writing in about 10 seconds oh they will yeah i noticed that too <laughs> yeah i well so I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think the, I think, I can buy that this is a conflation of two bad things happening at once: of the sure. gas pedal getting stuck, and Justin's foot getting stuck to the gas pedal. Uh, but yeah, so basically, this engine's gonna fucking explode, and we cut to the opening credits because they're. You know what? I feel like part of the reason I, I'm wanting to give this, you know, a little bit of credit is because usually when we fade away for a commercial break, or in this case, to the opening credits, because it's a cold open, usually when Power Rangers does that, it is over something that's not really actually something that'll create any tension. You know? Right. Like, the big famous example to me is just, you know, Billy's glasses broke, and then that's we fade the back one. in, and he has contacts. <laughs> or, no, it was the other way around. That, that, that's how stupid it was. He brought his contact up broke, and we came back, and he had his glasses. Right. Um, but this, like, yeah, this car might blow up and kill this child, so, you know, I feel like that's a bit more credible than usual. But anyway, so Tommy runs around, he gets Justin loose, and, you know, they dive out of the way just in time for the, uh, for the engine to have some fireworks come out of it. And also, some of the other equipments and monitor, like, monitors with, like, TV screens on them also have some sparks come out of them, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a tachyon pulse. Yeah, exactly. So that's just how shit that work like that works. I mean, if I know anything from Star Trek, that's true. I mean, right, yeah, that, that sure. <laughs> <laughs> or so, based on my knowledge of cars and how cars work, is they overfilled the headlight fluid? Yes, absolutely. That's, okay, sure. You got to refill your engine grease. Yeah. So Justin's real sorry about what happened, and Tommy's like, "Oh, it's not your fault, Justin." Uh, you're a perfect angel, and you can do no wrong. <laughs> and uh, we cut to no, no, the no, sun. No, 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 hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Tom, what Tommy says is, I should have checked to see if the accelerator was still sticking. Tommy? Why are you putting small children into cars <laughs> that might just blow up? 
<laughs> yeah, like it, that it, is a very good question. Like if if that's like what happened, like like it's trying to make us think that it's the shoelaces, but now Tommy's saying that the accelerator was sticking before, and he just felt like ah, oh, it's probably fine, and put the I kid know in. Why? <laughs> why? He hasn't been hanging around with the Rangers as much, uh-huh. and so he's got to get his fix of saving someone. That's the only way uh, he can get his high. Or, so he's uh, intentionally I mean, putting uh, Justin in danger to save him. To feel like he did some good. Shit. That that could be it. I thought it might have to do with Tommy's like like canonical like memory loss where he forgets things constantly. I thought it was that he wanted Rocky to come back, and for a moment there he had a plot to kill Justin in a way that would make it look like an accident, but then at the last second he had a change of heart and realized he couldn't actually kill a child. <laughs> I mean, next episode, if they're playing catch and Tommy throws the ball into the middle of the road, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so we, we cut to the submarine and who's ready for a fucking fashion show? <laughs> I, um, uh, okay. Are you sure just what this was? I thought it was a marriage. I don't know. It's I, like I'm the, pretty the, sure Chromite and Elgar got married. Yeah, that is more what it looks like to me. Well, also, there's, like, announcers, like, like it's the fucking Ma- Macy's per- Thanksgiving parade. Well, they're, like, walking arm in arm, Chromine has a bouquet, and they're throwing rice at them, and as they go by, like, aren't they a lovely couple, is what, like, uh, bad girl, whose name escapes me, said. Diva talks. Diva talks. So, yeah, they, they got married. Chromine yeah. and Elgar are, are married. They're husbands. No, you're... You're right. Okay, so so Diva Talks and Porto have headsets like, that they're I, wearing I, I and they're honestly, and microphones. Like I, I I I know like, but I honestly can't see any other way to read this, and I don't know what their intention was beyond that. No, I mean, the, like rice gets thrown in exactly one situation. Like they're married. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, but like they hate gay people, Saban. So I don't know what's going on, and it's. Did they get it past the Saban? Like they didn't like Saban didn't know what it was. Like I mean, we don't know what the Chromite is. I mean, Chromite I... seems like they're coded as a gay man. Yeah. So like I think it's just good old fashioned queer coded villain. That's so weird. Yeah, a bit. But, but this is like, past coding. They got that's married. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not coding at all. <laughs> But I, I want to talk about this fucking, like, announcer conversation to nobody that fucking Diva Talks and Porto are having about the lovely couple coming through. And, like, aren't we excited about about uh, our new monster and our new uh, – and his special power and the special weapon we're going to give him? And, like, this goofy shit is fucking fantastic. I didn't even notice like, the mics. I didn't know what you meant by commentating, yeah, and I, I just noticed them. Yeah, they're holding <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be like a red carpet event kind of thing slash yeah, wedding. something like that. That's what I thought was going on. Like Diva Talks is doing that thing where she's she's holding a headset, but she's only like holding one of the ears against her head, so it's not actually like on her head. And it, it they're very much doing like a weird mishmash of a wedding at a red carpet event. And like, but I love it. Like this, and you know what? Fuck it. Turbo's good. Yeah, Turbo is good actually. Turbo is great, and this episode is hilarious and amazing. And like, also, is this the first gay wedding on TV? <laughs> well, okay. In fairness, I don't think. Be, I mean, the actual wedding doesn't happen on screen. Okay, fair. 
I guess. It's still, like, I don't know, like, I don't know when the first gay wedding was on TV, honestly. But I feel like it wasn't, like, much later than this or much earlier than this if it was. I don't know. I, f- I feel like if we're being loose enough in what qualifies to count this, something else that came sooner has to count. The first same-sex wedding on American television occurred not on Will and Grace or Ellen or one of those other milestone LGBTQ-themed sitcoms of the late 90s. No, it occurred somewhat quietly in October 1991 on the three-season Fox sitcom Rock. Well, there you go. I guess this wasn't. <laughs> I've never heard of this show before. First gay wedding in children's media? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I, f- I feel like if we're talking about kids' media, there had to be some fucking, like, gay panic joke weddings that have come long before this one. Possibly. But, so, That's yeah, so depressing. we have this... We have this sequence, and so Porto is like, and that's not all, and he pulls a tarp off of what appears to be a pile of paint cans <laughs> and a little, like, machine, like, contraption robot head thing comes out of one of them and he's like yes uh, so okay it's kind of hard to sum up the way Porto addresses Diva Talks because he does that thing that Rita's underlings used to do where it's like yes you're maliciousness or something like that but she's not like a queen or anything so it's not like it stands in for your majesty right it's just like yes your evilness she's a pirate queen is she technically a captain? That's also true. Maybe. I mean, as captain of a vessel, she can do marriages. She's That's their also leader, true. So, like, oh god, you're right. <laughs> the deep lore. You know what? I I'm I'm glad that she not only accepts her nephew for who he is, but was willing to perform the ceremony for yeah. him. <laughs> but, I, this reminds me of a of a of a comic strip where it's like a woman in a pride parade holding up a sign of "I hate my gay son," not because he's gay, it's because he's an asshole, and like she hates Elgar, but right. she accepts him for who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, now we need some fan art. Someone, someone draw Diva Talks holding yes! that sign. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that we're going to find out later what all this horse shit's going to do. And we cut back to the garage. And Justin's like, man, fixing up this engine that fucking exploded is going to take a lot of work, huh? And Tom's just like, uh, no, it's it's not... It's not that bad. Like, he clearly doesn't want to hurt this kid's feelings. And he's just like, hey, uh, how about how about we get some music going so we're not listening to the fucking dead silence of, of wrenches turning. And Justin, like, it, there, are, there are a lot of moments like this that really hammer home, like, yeah, he's actually kind of relatable as a little kid. Because he's like, yeah, I got a new CD and you got to hear it. Sure. You know, the music so, that I'm into right now is the best music in the world and I got to make everyone around me listen to it. It's the top hits of Radio okay, Disney. I was going to say, what album do you think this is? <laughs> well, what year oh, is man. this? When did, 19- when did now that's what I call music start? Is this like 1997, something like that? Yeah, 97. All right. What, what uh, if it's see. like a new nine? Oh, it began in album. like 1983. It was definitely around. Top hits of 1997. We got uh, "Mbop" by Hanson. That's it. Got it in one. Yep. D- yeah. Nailed it. Wait. Fuck, yeah. It could be "I'll Be Missing You" by P Diddy. 
What, when did no. it, when was Eminem big? <laughs> oh, that was a couple. <laughs> no, oh, Eminem was later that than was this. Until oh, okay. okay, cool. Yeah. No, it's absolutely Mbop. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the whole Hanson album. Let's be real. Yes. They had several hits. There is another option. Yeah. The Backstreet Boys? Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Mmm. Possibly. Oh, possibly. Oh, man. I, I would have imagined the world where Justin from Power Rangers Turbo hears Tub Thumping and then gets really into Chumbawamba and then finds a lot of their older stuff and then it just really radicalizes him. <laughs> he becomes a hardcore anarchist. Or have Justin be like, oh, hey, check out this new CD I got. And he turns it on and it's da dip. Well, he heard he heard Tub Thumping on the commercial for Home Alone 3 and thought, like, this is a good hit. And then, you know, looked it up and then, you know, it just goes on from there. Because that was on a children's commercial. That song about drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tommy, I've started listening to, you know, a, lo- a lot of a lot of foreign acts, a lot of political acts. Let me tell you about this band named Midnight Oil. <laughs> I, know, I know you know their one song, but there's a lot more to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... He really Justin likes the chorus can't... of uh, uh, Semi-Charmed Life, but uh, he is not allowed to listen to the verses. <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes to sing along with uh, Sublime, but he, he especially likes just saying, I can play the guitar like a... And then everyone turns to look to make sure he doesn't do it. <laughs> like a mighty Morphin Riot. <laughs> God... There, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, we, we've mentioned now what I call music and, and fucking Kids Bop. Was there a Kids Bop uh, version of that song? <laughs> Was Kids Bop around at this point? Kids Bop, I'm looking it up. What I love about Now That's What I Call Music is we didn't have that in Canada. We had big shiny tunes, which was like a much music thing. Kids Bop did not start till 2001, unfortunately. Ah, bummer. That's a real bummer. Uh, it, oh, actually... actually- there's a pretty good option here. The Jock Jam, released as a single, is a mashup song from the compilation album Jock Jams Volume 3. Okay. Yeah, See, he could be, he could if be anyone remembers I, I, Jock Jams. I feel like he's listening to an album, though, not like a single. Right. Yeah, the entire hand. A second so- mashup named Son of Jock Jam, Mega Mix, was released on Jock Jams Volume 4. That sounds like a really corny horror movie. Arise, the son of Jock Jam. Mega mix. Hey, um, this is a, this is a fun activity for the fans. Please write in with Justin's mixtape that he made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually kind of a weird thing. So, like, kind of by the nature of this podcast, like what we cover on it, we spend a lot of time like fucking just reminiscing about like old kids media because like we're, it's a fucking Power Rangers podcast. That's what we've decided to do. And because the show introduced an actual literal child, we have another, like, filter to look through all of that with. Because when we talk about the other characters, we're talking like, okay, what would a high schooler, like, what would they be looking at in this era? And But now that Justin's here, was like, okay, what would a 12-year-old in 97 be looking at? Like, I I mentioned Backstreet Boys because that was literally me in 97 when I was 12. Because that's what I listened to. That's how cool I was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh okay so oh yeah melissa joan hart's album loved it Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> i was a little kid <laughs> i was actually younger than 12 and 97s too so i didn't know she had an album i didn't know she had a music career <laughs> it was a bunch of covers 
Okay, that sounds about right. Had like Heart of Glass on it and like a few other songs. So the the point of all this is that Justin wanted to go like play Tommy a, a CD for Tommy, and he can't find it. And Tommy's like, hmm, you know what? I also lost my sunglasses today. Actually, a lot of stuff has been disappearing around the garage lately. I feel like this is maybe a mystery that we should try to solve as superheroes. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I know. Okay, so yes, it's going to turn out that there is something going on around here. But also, like, they have spent so much, Tommy has spent so much of his life dealing with Power Rangers shit and living in a world where, like, the moment anything is just the slightest bit off, it's actually an indication that a supervillain is doing something. Uh-huh. That he is seeing conspiracies everywhere. It's like, oh no, yeah. my sunglasses went missing. And so did Justin's CD player. Something's afoot. Diva talks us up to something. I mean, they're not using, like, Power Rangers resources to do this. I mean, they, they do end up using something pretty high tech, but I think it's implied that Justin just made that. So, like... Oh, yeah, oh we'll, we'll fucking get to... Mm. <laughs> ah, we'll, we'll get to fucking what Justin does. Uh, anyway, though, we, we cut to a construction site, which, okay, this is a perfectly normal place for a monster fight to happen, but what are Adam and Tanya doing just walking around here? Just hanging out, you know. Making sure there aren't any Ibanezes um, hanging well, out. They, they they actually do talk about that. They're like it's like uh they're volunteering for like a shelter being made or something. It's something like that. Is, that. Wait, is it renovations to the shelter that Justin lives in, or is this another shelter? I think it's a different shelter. How many shelters <laughs> are there? Because this, I mean. <laughs> no, when, no, okay, I, this is can a, have more than one shelter, Mike. Yeah, and also like like buildings get destroyed here all the time That's in a city, so maybe weird. people no, it's, like it's not it's not no. It, my problem isn't isn't having multiple shelters in real life. My problem is having multiple shelters in Power Rangers world, which is a world where evidently no one has any real problems. Look, there are warehouse districts and there are shelter districts. Okay. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, but so they're walking past some construction. And uh, a fucking man in green spandex comes out and does the racist Indian whooping uh, motion and then starts dancing around and is like, oh, how sweet and cutesy you are. I Okay. Man, I'm watching this, this guy. On mute. I did not realize he did racist noises. That's no good. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't remember that, but I, I believe you. I thought he was going like, ho, 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 as in like, you know, like laughing, but like flamboyantly. No, nah, he super, super does the whoop. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, oh, Eric, and yeah, it feels does, weird to ask Eric does, to do things when he's. Yeah, I'll, I'll if, put it in. Yeah, because holy maybe shit. Don't put it um, in. Maybe don't put it in. No, no, not, the, not, that the, part. Not, for the, not for the whoop, but like just for all the talking this guy does. Because oh, okay. there's a performance that this actor gives, both both the voice actor and the guy dancing around. Oh, yes. How sweet and cutesy you all are. It makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, the, the way this guy moves and talks and just generally behaves, I feel is really defined by the fact that he was a mook in the Sentai, 
because this it guy's whole characterization goofy, yeah. is what if a putty talked? Um, like that's that's this guy's whole entire shit. And like I know it's early in the year, but Chromite for best monster because <laughs> like I fucking love him. Like yeah, he, I I if he had done it slightly differently, I would be offended at like the gay stereotyping. But he's just so fun and having such a good time, and like he is so, just enjoying himself. So so wacky that I fucking love this dude. Did they did they go <laughs> with like the the kind of gay stereotyping with him because he's got like a rainbow power? Rainbow? No, I, I do I do genuinely think he just moves like that because they saw the the mooks in okay. the Sentai footage and we're just like, he's got that. like the multi-colored paint stuff, you know. I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. But uh like he he fucking jump kicks Adam out of nowhere. Uh and oh yeah, I for, I forgot Catherine was I forgot Catherine was also in the scene because it was just it was just Adam and Tanya talking a moment ago. Yeah, Adam gets knocked down, and then Cat watches Chromite run up from twenty feet away to punch her in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> he just—he's fucking dancing around, and the three of them are like, "Okay, you, you know what? Uh, we're not gonna fuck with this. Just let's just morph. We don't know what this guy's fucking deal is, but we're superheroes. Let's just use our powers." And you can already tell that Zorda being gone, his influence is gone because they start using their powers immediately. No time to assess the situation. It's just like, oh, monster. Okay, superhero, let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just watching to see what Kat gets punched again. Because of how Eric described it, it's so true. She's just like watching him do it. <laughs> he runs across the fucking parking lot and then punches her in the cat. <laughs> hey, what's this guy doing? Up? I, I expected it to be like that fucking Monty Python thing where that one knight's yeah. like charging the castle and just keeps going back to cat. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I want someone to recut this scene so that it's like that. So it's just Chromite running, cut to Catherine standing there. Chromite running, cut to Catherine standing there. Back and forth like ten times and then he punches her in the stomach. <laughs> So so they morph, and he takes out this whatever the fuck it is, some kind of device, and zaps them, and they lose their powers, and their shadows turn into evil rangers uh, that are mostly just, they just look like the morphed uh, versions of the three rangers, except their helmets, and I think also their gloves are like painted gray like the chromite. And these are, these are the shadow rangers, and... This is actually a really neat uh, evil plan. They get up really creepily too. Like they have, they're on their yeah. they're on their backs. Yeah, and they're they just in reverse. Lift, they just lift up and uh, behind the rangers. It's really cool. Yeah, but what's uh, what's really nice about this? It's effectively the rangers unmorphed, having to fight their own powers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. losing badly because, like, let's be real, that's fucking terrifying, right? Uh, also, we're going to have to double back because I just realized I skipped an important thing that happens. Um, because when the, before before they get jumped, uh, Chromite and Porto come down and set our, our ticking clock for the episode. Our, our sort of a time bomb. A dripping clock? Yeah, a dripping oh. clock. Basically, the secret weapon is a bunch of leaking paint cans. And when enough paint hits the ground, it's going to turn into this whole fucking psychedelic rainbow puddle and blow up and destroy the construction site. The thing is, it's not actually super important. Well, yeah, what are you gonna do? (laughs) Yeah. But so, uh, we get to the fight. 
with uh, with the three Unmorph Rangers, Adam, uh, Tanya, and Catherine, uh, and they're fighting like basically their own uh, uh, clone versions, and like all of them are funny. I uh, I think just in terms of the weird choreography, the mirror choreography that they do, the Catherine's fight with her clone is kind of funny. Uh, and and I mean Tanya also you know holds her own against her clone, but really Johnny Young Bosch is the real like martial arts guy of the group here, and he gets the the sickest stunts out of this fight. He's climbing up on uh, on construction equipment. He's getting thrown through some like through like a tarp or something. I'm not clear on what that is, but like he gets he's getting the shit kicked out of him, and he's really selling it. Yeah, that's a really good fight scene. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're losing badly, and then we cut back to the garage, and Justin has, oh, oh, hold on, I sh- got, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around, I'm a little out of it. The, the, the Rangers not only lose badly, they lose completely, and are kidnapped to the Chromite Cave? Yeah, you know, the Chromite Cave. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, but... So we, we cut to the garage, and Justin has taken apart a radio mm-hmm. uh, to build a homing device so that he can catch the thief who keeps making all their stuff disappear. And naturally, Tommy is like, that was my uncle's fucking radio! Nah, he's just chill with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he totally fine. <laughs> and um, So is Justin, like, Billy's love child that we didn't know about? Yes! Like, <laughs> is, is Billy Justin's dad? It's just the, the whole, wait a second. Hmm. Hold on. <laughs> Is Billy Justin's dad? <laughs> I, mm, hmm. Okay. He might be. <laughs> walk, walk, walk me through this. I'm so well, glad I said this. they're both the Blue Ranger. <laughs> uh-huh. Billy's smart. Justin's smart. Uh-huh. Uh, Billy's dad left. And knows karate. And that really, I guess, about covers and it. <laughs> we, we know that Justin's dad works for the, the NASA equivalent. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There's a problem, though. Yeah? I know we eventually meet Justin's dad. Fuck. And he's not Billy. Well, uh, what if unless... Billy, like, transformed himself or, like, got aged again? Yeah, I think we have to hold off on that until we see this so-called dad. <laughs> There's another okay. possibility. I mean, Justin's dad's not the greatest dad. Maybe he has more than one son. Oh, you're saying Billy is his brother. Right. Hmm. We saw Billy's dad, hmm. though. We saw his adoptive father. <laughs> well, they didn't, they didn't say that, and they usually do on the show, weirdly. But I, I, I prefer it's it's like Billy, like... He went to Aquatar, but really, he, um, like, he did go there for a bit, and, like, hooked up with, um... Wait. So going to Aquatar is kind of like, uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail? And, um, somehow him and his boyfriend conceived the child with science. hey, Emily? Hmm? Fuck off, if you're gonna do this, (laughs) I don't want you glazing over the Emprig stuff. (laughs) If you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, commit to it. Well, he didn't know that, no. like, Aquitian, um, like, biology allowed for males to be impregnated by uh-huh. other males. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. If, if 
I've got, I've they got my own theory. eggs like fish, and then Billy jacked <laughs> off on them. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. So, Speaking of glazing over Impreg. I'm really sad I forgot no. his boyfriend's name. <laughs> you know what? I, I, Sestro? I have this yeah, alternate Sestro. theory I'm trying to get out, but Eric, no, I need to I need to know where you're trying to go with that. <laughs> no, it, just, it was just because what Emily said. <laughs> I said don't glaze over M. Frank. Emily said her thing. <laughs> was it good? God, okay. My theory, here's here's my uh, wild and out there theory. Justin is not Billy or Billy's son. Justin is William. Billy's protege. Oh. From season one. Wouldn't he be older by now? Yeah, but that kid was like seven. Was he? Okay, maybe. I don't know. He was real young. What I thought you were going to say is that Justin is not Billy's son or Billy's brother. He's Billy. Okay, explain. Uh, I mean, well, okay. We know that everyone went on a time adventure during the Zeo Crystal stuff. Uh huh. I feel like I don't need to fill in more details. I feel like you could well, take they, it from there. What, what if what if the accretions when they de-aged Billy de-aged him too much? Right. Oh, and he had to he had to kind of invent a new life for himself. Yeah. He's, he felt robbed that he didn't get to be the Gold Ranger. Justin's dad, quote unquote, is a robot that Billy made to be his father. Billy while went he's a to Aquatar, but the long <laughs> space journey had un- unknowable, unpredictable consequences. Turned him back into a kid. So they had to send him back to Earth where he had to grow up again. Love it. Print it. I, but he, and he wants to be near his friends, but he can't let his friends know the truth. Okay, but uh, how do you explain the lack of overalls so far? Uh, well, again, Billy he hasn't worn overalls in a while, buddy. Also that. <laughs> also, he barely knows any of these people at this point except for Tommy. <laughs> Well, I guess he's hanging out with Tommy the most. So, what are you yeah. talking about? Billy's always been friends with the Power Rangers. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, boy. I love how so, many tangents we've gone on this episode. <laughs> it's a real it's a real scattershot. Mm. Here's the thing. it's This is actually a really fun, goofy, stupid episode. Yeah. But also, it's all over the place. See, the problem is when we don't have Zach to collectively dunk on, we all just try to shoot our own free throws. <laughs> That's true. Also, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm having trouble keeping focused on anything that's happened. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Justin builds a fucking tracking device, and yeah, they they hear a noise. Uh, oh no! I, I, is it is it Alpha calls them? Alpha calls them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, yes, he, they get a call. He from, makes a they get a call from Bubsy because he's gonna put it on the stolen stuff, I guess, or stuff that could be stolen, and then like track the thief. But we see we, yeah. it zooms in as he puts it in his pocket, so we know he has it later. Yeah. Well. He, yeah. He's got the he's got the tracking device and the thing that follows the. Tra- okay. What What are the uh, is the tracking device? Does that refer to the thing that's being tracked or the thing that's doing the tracking? That's the thing being tracked, like a spider tracer, okay. for instance. So what God, what is the other part called then? Detection device? <laughs> Locator device? I don't know. Like this isn't a weird bullshit power just question. This is an honest question. I genuinely don't know. Um I don't know either. But okay. Yeah. So I mean, it'd yeah, be so like a receiver the... and a transmitter, right? 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Bubsy the Bobcat calls Tommy on his uh, his watch, <laughs> and it's like, yo, 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 you better get to the construction site pronto. And Tommy and Justin head to the construction site, and there's uh, Chromite on a ladder, really just so he can make a jumping entrance. Which, you know what, I respect that. Yeah, he's, he's extra as fuck, I love him. <laughs> he's extremely extra. And then he's flanked by the three uh, Shadow Rangers that he has created, who all, who all talk in, like, the, the Ranger actors, like, doing an evil voice. So, like, the Green Shadow Ranger is Johnny and Bosch doing an evil voice and so on. Uh, and... Justin sees this as like, well, fuck, better use my superpowers. And Tommy's like, wait, no, we never immediately use our superpowers. Well, I, I, I think this is actually, like Cassie pointed out, like, why did Tommy wait? And I was like, he, he sees three, like, like Shadow Rangers behind this guy. I think he's like, we don't know what what happened to our friends. Maybe we should, like, wait a second. It actually is, like, one of the few times where Tommy's, like, a competent leader. He's actually... In general, this this episode, he's kind of competent. Yeah, this is... So we make fun of Tommy as a character a lot. And he deserves every bit of it. This episode is maybe the best job the show has done ever at portraying him as a competent individual who should be the leader of a team. Yeah. Like, far and away. But, uh, so yeah, so Justin gets zapped, and so the sequence, the sequence for every ranger is they morph, they get zapped by this machine, and then, like, their shadow on the ground becomes their powers, and as they lose their powers, the, you know, the suit drains off of them. Because Justin's powers make him big, that makes him losing his powers really awkward, because it's one thing when the child gets big, it's another thing when the child partly gets big and then it like whiplashes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if Justin had been like some weird like adult of a child head for the rest oh. of the episode? God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a fucking Goomba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so Tommy and Justin uh unmorphed uh cuz Tommy you know, again, he's kind of clued in that maybe using his powers isn't the best call right now. Uh, have to fight these, you know, evil doppelganger rangers. And it's a pretty fun fight scene. Uh, we get to see Jason David Frank doing, you know, the stuff he's good at. And also Justin is there. <laughs> uh, and it ultimately ends in them getting overpowered and the the Shadow Rangers and Chromite just taking Justin away to the cave. And Tommy's like, well, um... I'd better bounce. See ya. And so he he heads to the command center, uh, and he's he's greeted by fucking you know Bubsy at the door. Yeah, okay. And can I, I just? Oh, I uh, this happened as we were talking about a few scenes ago because I've been watching this episode for the first time while we've talked about it. Uh, I was gone for like two weeks. What the fuck happened? <laughs> So, uh, Alpha 5 oh, and Zordon are gone forever. What? <laughs> um, they went into a wormhole. What? But he's already in a time warp. They, yeah, they, well, here's no, the thing. He, he, Zordon, he, apparently, he could leave the time warp now and go back to his family. 
by the way, he has a family, apparently. What? <laughs> yeah, Zordon had to go home to his home. He had to poochie it up and go back to his home planet. Uh, Larigo showed up to help him and Alpha do that. And they they went to, you know, this show has fully transitioned from Zordon, from the tube being a communication device to Zordon just being in the tube. And I would I would love to know how you are going to square that circle. Um, but yeah, so he's, they're gone. They're gone. Uh, and Demetria showed up and she's, she's like a ghost person. She doesn't need the tube, but like she just goes into it because... And what? Alpha Six is here, uh, and Alpha Six is Bubsy. Okay, and I'm going to refer to him as such forever because he's fucking Bubsy. That's how he talks. Okay. Um, and Demetria, uh, as was kind of explained last time, but they really thoroughly explain it now, uh, is from the planet Inquirus, which means she only speaks in questions. Right. That part um, I got from this episode. It was just like. I, like, looked away, and I looked back, and there's just, like, a woman in Zordon's tube, and I'm like, some things happened. Uh, why are we talking? Yeah, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Part two of Shift into Turbo felt like it kind of concluded everything that was going to happen, and then in part three, like, a million things happen. Yeah, um, what? <laughs> Yeah, you genuinely missed a pretty big status quo change. Oh, Fucking yeah. Zordon is gone. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. We we have been with Demetria for two episodes, and in the last episode, she really just showed up at the end. She hasn't had to do any real mentoring yet. And Tommy is already sick of her shit. Yeah. He is so fucking fed up with her trying to do... like. And we talked about this last time. It's one thing to have a mentor that tries to do, like, the Socratic method thing and trying to be, like, you know, get the Rangers to think for themselves by constantly posing questions instead of giving answers. She doesn't really do that, necessarily. Well, she kind of does, does, does in this scene. Like, it kind of yeah. works for this scene, honestly. Because, like, yeah, well, he's like, Zordon always what... told us what to do. And Alpha's like, she's not Zordon. And it's I was kind of like, this is awesome. Like, well, that's Tommy's actually where doing I was going. things. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's actually where I was going with this, is they do a better job of that here. I don't know if they're able to keep it up. Um, well, well, here's what I'll say. Even if they don't keep it up, here's the thing. She is incapable of doing anything but asking questions. She's doing her best to be helpful and is just limited in her ability. Whereas Zordon okay. made the active choice to be an obtuse fucko all the time. Well, also, I'll so take her over Zordon any day. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Now, here's the thing. As as annoying as I as I feel like Demetria can be, my umbrage is not necessarily with her specifically. My umbrage is with the concept of the planet Inquirus. <laughs> okay, this this show has posited some pretty ridiculous alien civilizations uh -huh. that that are kind of hard to parse once you really think about them. It's like, oh, a planet where that's that's constantly underwater, but everybody's still humans. Sh sure, okay, a planet where everybody is also three people. Okay, sure, whatever planet where literally no one can speak in any mode other than asking questions. How does civilization happen in that scenario? How does anyone get anything done? They do a lot of science. What if Inquirus is like a place for people who follow 
a certain like religion or philosophy go to to live. Oh, that's also and, like, possible. Study their art or like, um, you know, consider their beliefs and theology and stuff like that. So it's it's like a, a vow of celibacy, but you like you swear off of making definitive statements. Yeah, and like and like wow, okay, yeah, that's some Zen shit. Yeah, and it wasn't like originally called Inquirers. It was just like a planet that no one was really living on. So they're like, hopefully, because because colonization sucks. So they just like went there and were like, this this is where we're gonna go for for you know our religion. They were they were exiled there because everyone else was tired of their shit. That could be it too. <laughs> Were they tired of their shit? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to think of Inquirus as ruled over by an iron fist, uh, belonging to one Drew Carey. (laughs) If you don't answer with a question, you'll get uh, sent off in air quotes. Fuck. Wait, so is it ruled by Jim Carey or is it ruled by Alex Trebek in that case? No, no, Drew uh, Carey. Drew Carey, making a reference to whose line it is in any way. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you, you were referencing... It was a deep cut, but I saw where he was going. I thought he meant Jim Carey and was talking about Batman Forever. Because <laughs> the Riddler. That would also be good. <laughs> <laughs> and then in, in space, we get to the prop planet where people have to use props to act like they're something else. Right, Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking apocalypse happens at the hoedown planet. Yeah, I can't wait to get to the um, Irish drinking song planet. So, so yeah, so Tommy's like... <laughs> it's Power Rangers. These, these Everything's are... made up and the planets don't matter. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Tommy's like, fucking, I don't know how to, 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 to get these powers. Uh, like, I don't know what to do with these rangers. And Demetria's like... Do you really think that the power Zordon gave you could be so easily taken away? And he's like, I, I guess not, but I don't, I don't fucking know what to do. Could just, just tell me. And and Bubsy is like, yeah, but she's from Inquirus. She doesn't answer things. She asks questions. And Tom's just like, yeah, but Zordon. And Bubsy's like, yeah, but Zordon's not here, fucko. You know, <laughs> you need to get with the program, or you're all gonna fucking die. And he's like, oh, all right, all right, all right, okay. So how do I how do I kill rangers that are made of light? Hmm. And we cut to the light cave. And the chromite so cave. It has a specific name. It's the chromite <laughs> cave, but here's here's the thing. This is this is sort of the first crack in in the armor of this this episode conceptually. The very listen, first I fucking one. love this episode. I fucking love it. But like so these these are shadow rangers. Made of light. We're gonna find out later that their weakness is being in the shade. <laughs> they decide to hang out in the cave. Oh, well, there's, there's well light. There's, there's lights in the cave. That's that's in, in yeah, fact how but, the Pink Ranger gets defeated. Yeah, but like, if you're made of light, why would you choose a cave to hang out in? I, I don't. It's one of the few places that natural light doesn't go. If you breathe oxygen, why would you hang out in a submarine? Honestly, I wish like all the fights were like out inside where they beat them because like light shade is is so dumb as like a weakness. Like it's just a little bit of shade, and they just what happens if we'll like, get a cloud there? Passes over. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good question. <laughs> Hell, what happens when the sun goes down? Yeah. The, old, 
They're, uh, they're like, unlike vampires, the only place they can't go is Force Washington. <laughs> so, no yeah, one so, likes my so Twilight the, joke. The, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I got it. But so the, the four captured rangers are in a cave. I, I, they're in a cage in the cave. Uh, and the cage also has like an electric force field in addition to the bars. And Justin's like, what's this? Boink! And Adam's like, careful, Justin! And just drags him away. <laughs> <laughs> and Chromot's like, okay, uh, listen, you fuckers, we need to get the powers from that last ranger uh, so we can, you know, take over the world and blow up all the shit. And he says, you know, Pink, you stay here and guard the prisoners. The rest of you come with me. Let's go. And uh, we cut back to the command center. And uh, Tommy is looking over. So apparently Alpha 6, uh, or Bubsy as I like to call him, has monitored the last fight. And this is where he figures out, like, okay, the Shadow Rangers are made of light. Which, again... <laughs> they, they, they were made from the Rangers' shadows. They call them Shadow no, Rangers. Listen, it's like shadows how- kill them. Why are they made of light? It's like how heartless don't have a body and nobodies don't have hearts. Don't worry about it. That yeah. shit's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke, but that shit is so <laughs> stupid. Uh, Why well, did they just switch the names around? Uh, listen, we don't need to get into Kingdom Hearts talk. I'll defend that choice in Kingdom Hearts. But not right now. We don't need to get into it. No, I think we do. All right, chili tangents, honey. (laughs) No, listen, a running theme of Kingdom Hearts is that people that think they know shit don't know shit. And that's a good, just nice little thing that proves it. Like, like everything that's said definitively by some asshole in a robe is, like, always wrong. And the only thing that's right is the power of friendship and hugs. Okay, you know what? I can, I can gel with that. That's, that's nice. See, that was worth it. That was an aggression that was worth going down. <laughs> okay, that was I'm glad short. we did that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy figures out that, you know, this is where he figures out that they're made of light. And it's like, okay, uh, how do I defeat something with light? I guess darkness? Which is um, like the and, opposite is that, is that how that what works? it is, but whatever. <laughs> Actually, hold on. This... Darkness this is the absence Tommy's- of light. Unless it has to be like they constantly need to feed off light. Right. That kind of makes sense. But like, well, they're, yeah. they're made of refracted light. So I think the idea is it's like it's some hard light shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, clearly, because it, it hit them. But yeah. I'm but, just saying uh, Green Lantern's like weakness is not the shade. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's dumber. Well, yeah, it's but, yellow. But Green Lantern's weakness <laughs> is the color yellow. Like... Well, it's because yellow. And before that, it was I blue. know it's because yellow is the color of fear, Emily. <laughs> it's also not their weakness anymore. Like if you're a strong enough lantern, you can resist I it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I, I appreciated that you brought up the wood thing. I, I know that that kind of got steamrolled over, but like, yeah, that that shit was funny. Um, so <laughs> sorry, Eric. No, it's fine. Uh, well. I don't know why I took that apology that wasn't directed at me. <laughs> I forgive you, Emily. <laughs> Eric, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, this is where Justin's like, oh, right. I have the, 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 the 
homing device thing. Let's hope Tommy remembers that I have this. Uh, cut to Tommy remembering that he has it and uh, saying, good job, Justin. And then basically we – Tommy steps out of his uncle's garage and we see uh, you know, Chromite and the uh, blue, green, and yellow Shadow Rangers. And as Tommy sort of tucks the homing device thing into the back of his pants – uh, he's like, y'all are, you know, you're not going to get my powers. I'm not going to morph. You you all are chumps. Get out of here. And, you know, his his bluff doesn't work. Um, but so they start fighting. Uh, he tries to get them to tell him, you know, where his friends are. And Chromite, you know, says, if you morph, I'll tell you. And, you know, that doesn't work. What if he morphed before he showed up? Because it seems like he has to do it like mid-morph. Does he have, does he have to yeah. mid morph, or was he just choosing to? I think know. he's just quick on the draw, honestly. Yeah. Okay. But so it's this is this is a fun fight scene. It's Tommy fighting three people, while the Chromite just kind of dances around four in the background, people, taunting actually. him. Now the Chromite doesn't fight. No, but there's four Rangers. Oh, there's right, right, you're right. There's you're five right. Rangers, honey. <laughs> well, yeah, but Tommy never gets his power stolen, and Pink stayed in the cave. Oh, you're right. So three. So it's uh, yeah. Okay. So it's three. Well, and then... I am the buffoon. <laughs> it's okay. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Chromite uh, is is dancing around in the background, taunting Tommy while while Tommy fights him. And this this is some you know this is some good old fashioned. This is what you pay Jason David Frank for. Uh, he's doing sick flips and punches and kicks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's doing some cool stunts. He blocks a kick. He uh, gets thrown against a car a bunch, which is kind of well, fun. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say, was, like, he hasn't explicitly said that Shadow is their weakness yet, and I was, like, figuring that's what it was, but I was hoping that it wasn't, because that's really stupid. So I was like, he's really near this green car, and they keep showing this green car. What if he has to, like, push the Rangers into something that's colored the same as them, so they get absorbed into, like, that light? Of the car that's reflecting. That's not the case at all. But that would have been yeah, that, cool. <laughs> that would have been a fun, kind of more inventive fight scene. But what we get is still pretty nice because we see Tommy look up and yeah, we see and, the and, sun. And also, the, the last fight is like serviced by the shadows being their weakness, and that's worth it because that was hilarious. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. So Tommy looks up and sees the sun go behind a tree. And basically, in short order, he sort of like tricks by like he does that sort of jujitsu thing where an enemy comes at you and then you use their momentum to toss him around uh he throws them into the shade he first does it with the blue ranger uh and then i think the yellow one and then the green uh and yeah he just takes them out in in short order one at a time uh we're kind of glossing over it because there's not a ton of detail to detail to go into but like it's a fun fight scene i do like how the love the yellow one he like taunts her and like she, yeah, she didn't like, need to like, get, get me and she's like, okay, and Kermite's like, no, you idiot, and then it just, she just dies. <laughs> when, a, when a karate guy says, come get me, never do it. <laughs> <laughs> and hats off again to the stunt team for this season, because the Yellow Shadow Ranger does a running backflip as part of the fight against Tommy. Yeah, no, the fight's really good, and it's like, again, Turbo's really good so far. Yeah. <laughs> Simon's got a lot to answer for. 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of crying. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of season left, but so far, this is like my fave. <laughs> it's like we're gonna get to the top of the headquarters of Ranger Wiki, and then the chair's gonna turn around, and it's gonna be Simon. <laughs> I really can't wait till we get to the end of the season and it's a, it's a tribunal and it's just the rest of us sitting in a dark room around a, a like a, a horseshoe shaped table staring at at, at uh, Simon and just like explain yourself. <laughs> uh, on that note, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a quick break. It's been an hour. Let's let's uh, let's take a let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Are you tired of actual play podcasts being four hours long? Do you want bite-sized RPG fun? Strangers Fiction is an actual play RPG podcast on the Audio Entropy Network. I'm Cassidy, and I'm the producer, editor, and main host of the show. Usually, you'll hear me in the DM's role, but sometimes, fingers crossed... I'll get to hop into the player's seat too. The show features one-shots and campaign-length storytelling. We're going to be playing a variety of systems, from more obscure titles like Interstitial by Riley Hopkins, to more well-known system like D&D 5th Ed. Every episode I'll be joined by guests from around Audio Entropy, as well as from some other networks, like our friends over at the Orange Groves, and many more. So, why not jump in on our first episode? Morrigan, Morg, and Fabian join me for a game of interstitial, where they'll be searching Gotham City for extra-dimensional intruders in... Quick Off The Mark. Alright, so we're back. And uh, Tommy has basically killed all the, the doppelgangers. And uh, his... Chromite just runs away. Understandably. You know, Tommy's figured out... So, here's a weird thing. Th- we're gonna find out that this is that this shadow bullshit is also Chromite's weakness. I don't know... How is he okay on the submarine? Well, it was well lit down there. Yeah, submarines are well lit. Okay, but like, wasn't he just like a monster? Wait, who, who got zapped with the Shadow Ranger makey gun thing that he has to make him? Nobody. Based on the fact that his costume collar is just a little bit off compared to his Sentai counterpart, maybe they just got a Shadow Ranger of a Wumper. There you go. Oh. Yeah, we'll, oh, I like we'll, that we'll idea. see how the if the chromites come back and what the idea is. But yeah, that's that's neat. Um, Wait, do they come back? I don't know if they do. I'm just saying if they do, because like, I feel like it's really weird that they use this costume on a non Sentai footage episode. Because like, yeah, it's it's so weird that they didn't just keep the the Sentai mooks. I don't. It limits their, their footage so much that it make it'd be weird if they didn't bring it back. But we'll see. Yeah. Um. I, I also but, like to imagine uh, Elgar and Chromite when they were first like starting to hook up and like Elgar gets a grinder message from Chromite and they start flirting and then Chromite's like, there's a weird thing though, is, is I, I need to have sex with the lights on. 
You can't turn the lights off. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And listen, let me be clear. When I say need, I mean need. This is not a this is not a kink thing. I will disappear. And Elgar's like, baby, that just works great for me. <laughs> uh, and Elgar so, says, okay, but I'm keeping my socks on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate you for putting that image in my head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know why his sex life was fine with me until you mentioned socks. Because you, for imagine, some because reason. you imagine him wearing nothing but socks. Yeah. <laughs> well, because now but you're socks. imagining two different things. One, you're imagining El- Elgar's penis. Two, you're imagining <laughs> Elgar's feet. I bet it's the weirdest shave. It looks like a deck of cards that's been splayed out. Elgar's Wait, penis will be uh, on baddragon.com. Baddragonzord.com. <laughs> it's, so it's it's made of cards, but like it unfurls like a Jacob's Ladder. See, I like to think of it more like the flesh of his head. How it's all like weird and like multicolored. <laughs> well, just, is this kind of like veiny? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a blue nose. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally imagining something you would find on BadDragon.com. <laughs> oh, let's let's move on. Speaking I'm of weird sorry, colors, listeners. So <laughs> I don't believe you. I am, I am sorry. Speaking <laughs> of things you should never look directly at, the uh, the rainbow paint bomb is slowly coming together and uh, it's back at the construction huge site, and flashy, and nobody notices it. <laughs> Yeah, so here's this thing. It's, this is fucking doing some wild Technicolor shit, and the construction workers just don't notice it? Or they do, and they're like, oh, weird paint. Oh, we'll clean it up later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Tommy is following the signal from uh, from Justin's uh, tracking device, and he's wandering around in the wilderness, and he's like, hey, they said something about a cave. Ah, here's a cave. And then he shows up. First cave. He finds, well, look. We didn't see him looking for 20 other different caves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angel Grove is just full of caves. Uh, so this actually, this fight actually gets rolling with uh, with the pink Shadow Ranger. And, and it's like a good gunfight. Like, they're, like, taking cover and, like, taking shots. Like, fuck, this yeah. is good. Uh, and also, Adam, I, I like this fight the most because of... I think it would have been really cool if he fought the other like shadow rangers in like a building and he was shooting the lights out but that probably would have been really expensive so the fact yeah. that they could do it here was nice so we we get the shot of and i like i like uh how Catherine gives this delivery here of like intruder and she starts firing at tommy and justin goes tommy it's you and adam like dives on him as as they and, and the ladies like duck for cover because they know that a gunfight is about to happen yeah and this, yeah, like you mentioned, this scene is a fucking shootout. It's Matt's wet dream because everybody's using their guns. <laughs> and Tommy just like, so Tommy is doing like dives behind things and is avoiding fire. Yeah, he's fire like a Gears from, of War character. <laughs> yeah, avoiding fire from uh, from evil Catherine. And he shoots out the lights and she just disappears like, Aah! and then that's it. And killing her also... Instantly makes the bars of the cage disappear because, well, the bars. I were guess being they were also by, made of light. Yeah, I was gonna say they were also made of light. So, uh, so yeah, so just Tommy congratulates Justin for you know having the foresight to make a tracking device for a completely different purpose. <laughs> uh, and so so here's a weird thing. It's like okay, we need to find the chromite, 
and they say, well, chromite uh, is made of light, and he leaves unique footprints that the headlights on Tommy's helmet can see. Okay. And these these footprints, they fucking look like the Transformers logo. They're they're made of like rainbow triangles for some reason. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, just leave me hanging, everybody. Well, I, 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 was, I was listening because my, my subtitles have Tanya referring to Chromite <laughs> as her. Oh, really? So I'm trying to hear it. So I was like, just give me a second. I. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That you guys uh, keep this... talking when Tanya says the words. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> well, we can podcast. edit around. We can we can edit around it. <laughs> one second. What do you mean we can edit? <laughs> I I hit stop talking. <laughs> okay, so please, we... please let me hear this. Yeah, sure. Tanya is responding to Cat, who says. Divatox did something, and I'm sure the Chromite's guarding it. And Tanya says, how do we stop her? Oh. Oh. Okay. Eric, I'm going to leave it up to you whether or not to edit this whole thing out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, all right. So we cut to the next scene, and they're chasing the Chromites. Basically, they they followed its footprints. And they're at the construction site, and Chromite starts attacking them uh, with some explosions and pew-pew lasers. Because uh, Chromite can just shoot lasers out of his fingers and just never did it before now. Well, Chromite never needed to do it before. You know what? Fair. And also, also he can kind of hold his own against the Rangers, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, he's doing a lot of sick jumps and stuff. He's like a super putty. I just... Alright. I do have to ask... Back in the movie, Divatox, like, was at least familiar with the concept of Power Rangers. She asked Rita for advice on how to deal with them. Why didn't she just make Chromite during the movie? She could have saved herself a lot of trouble. What what if she didn't make Chromite and, like, literally, like, Elgar and Chromite just hooked up and they were like, Hey, let's give your new husband a shot. I thought that scene started with, like, ah, the Chromite is complete or something. Maybe. I mean, they, they actually yeah, did because say he just that. got married. He found his other half. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. Uh, but yeah, so Porto wasn't around in the movie, and so I, I think the implication is like she just didn't have a science officer before. Yeah, and now okay. she's got one. So here's where the monsters are coming from. Uh, but yeah, so this is another really cool fight. Like I, we kind of said this a bunch, but this episode. I mean, still not really sure how the rest of Turbo is going to go. It could go either way, really. But like, this fight in particular is worth watching. It's like this this episode is worth watching. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a cool bit where like Tanya jumps off a roof onto the top of a ladder, and then the ladder like swings down until she lands next to the Chromite, and just fucking like, I mean, the Chromite beats the shit out of her when she gets there, but it's still a cool like maneuver, and. Yeah, Chromite is just kicking the shit out of the Rangers. And this is where I feel like Demetria's lesson that Tommy has to stand on his own without Zordon really comes to fruition. (laughs) Because he decides to do something that Zordon would never let him do. 
the rangers say we're having trouble with this monster let's just summon our giant robots <laughs> let's fucking escalate dad's not home and let's fucking party hell yeah so they summon the giant robot and they don't even use it to fight they just use it to make a giant shadow that destroys the chromite it's and so the puddle bomb. Good. Like when when he started morphing, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it'd be so funny if he just like uses the Megazord as a shadow to kill the chromite. Oh, but they'll never do that. And then that's exactly what they did, and I was so fucking happy. Now like, if that's makes pretty up good. The, if if I can offer weakness. some punch up on this though. Uh huh. They summon the Zords. They assemble the Megazord, and then Chromite zoops them. And zaps the power out of it, and now he's the Megazord, and they're just cars, and they have to beat him. That would be really good. That would be really um, good. I do like this, like, almost of a joke ending. Where, no, like, no, I agree. It's good. <laughs> I actually... I, 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 I'm terrified of giving the people making the show too much credit. I feel like they kind of fell ass backwards into this. Right. But, like... This is a genuinely good moment of growth for Tommy this episode. Yeah. He has to get by without his old mentor, and he rises to the occasion. I don't know how to feel about that, that especially yeah. because he's going to be gone soon. That honestly <laughs> might have been one of the reasons why it was so hard to develop Tommy as a leader is because literally Zordon just told them what to do all the time. Like, he would also not tell them anything, but he would tell them the steps they needed to take to beat the monster. You know? So like, right? Huh? Oh, we'll see. That's a that's a really interesting point. I can't believe we're fucking seriously like. I, l- listen, we've been spending years like quote unquote seriously analyzing Power Rangers, but like now that it's actually happening, I just like, like it's like wow, this feels weird. Like, again, like maybe the, like the rest of the season will totally like make this sound so stupid, but like oh, I mean, absolutely, they're gonna get baked into a pizza. What if the Tommy everyone remembers is from Turbo? <laughs> but they're but they're like, oh, Turbo's bad because I I guess it's bad. Everyone says it's bad. <laughs> but that's the characterization God, I, they remember because they were older when Turbo came out. You know, right. like, if you're a little kid, you don't remember anything about the show, right? You just remember like little details. I'm gonna be fucking pissed if we have to have Tommy around for like four and a half seasons and they make me genuinely like him at the last fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we cut to the submarine, and Porto, Rygog, Elgar, and Divatox are on an elevator. The door opens, and some uh, Piranatrons are about to get in, but Divatox is like, it's full. And then the door closes, and they just kind of shrug and make noises at each other, which is kind of funny. I, I like this kind of shitty office elevator situation in the sub. In fact, this is... Honestly, this has been my favorite thing about the submarine so far this year is the gags about things that make no sense happening on a submarine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the flying fish getting in through the windows because they didn't put screens up and shit like that. Yeah. Like, just... It's great. Like, I love it. I love that this these, our villains are just cartoon characters. I think and Turbo it's might be good is the thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Turbo might be good. Um, I also like, uh, Elgar's taking it really well that his husband's dead, but I do like where he's like, I told him that refracto generator was a refracto dud. I'm sure he's going to cry later, but he's staying strong for, you know, his family here right now. (laughs) Yeah. And we just, we just get a lot of, uh, 
of Diva Talks being like, I can't believe I'm surrounded by incompetence. And then and there's a dumb Porto's like burp joke. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually like Porto's line because it's clear. He doesn't realize that when Diva Talks says she's surrounded by incompetence, that includes him. Right. Cause she says like everyone on the submarine is a fucking idiot. And Porto is like, you're right. Uh, my liege, they are all fucking idiots. I, I kind of love that. Just, he doesn't realize that he's part yeah, of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get a stupid burp joke where, you know, Elgar burps in the elevator and it smells bad and Diva Tox is upset. Uh, and then we cut to... So this this is where this is where Turbo's really going to test me, though. Because uh, I'm warming up to it, but this is where Turbo's really going to test me. Because Justin and Tommy walks to the gym and juice bar and there's a gentleman on a ladder putting up a sign that says, Under New Management. Yeah. yeah. Here we go, everybody. Uh... The tracking device takes Tommy and Justin around back where the Bulk and Skull, who are chimpanzees, let's not forget that because we always need to remind people. Right. Um, who are chimpanzees, and they have just hoarded a bunch of stuff from, they say it's stuff from the garage, but like it, this looks like they've been stealing shit from everybody Everywhere. around town. Yeah. There's just all kinds of random crap back here. I do like uh, a random detail. I do like when Kat and Tommy hold hands for a second, again, actually showing. Things that we're supposed to think about these characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically, like, Bulk is trying to, like, shoot some baskets because he's got a basketball and a basketball hoop, among all the other stuff. Skull's on a cot with sunglasses and holding a soccer yeah. ball. And, and Tommy points at him and like, my sunglasses! Like, he's so offended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Skull's just like, they look cooler on me anyhow. Although it's, you know, kind of awkward because they're chimpanzees, so none of the other characters can understand what they're yeah. saying. Uh, but apparently they just have a running bet about who can score more baskets, and the loser owes the other a banana split. I don't know how they're going to make that happen while they're chimps, but sure. Uh, also, Tommy's skateboard is back here. Sure. Of course uh, Tommy's skateboard is. Why wouldn't he? He's the coolest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Tommy just says, well, Ernie had to know what was going on back here. Where is he? And out pops Jerome Stone, Jer- Lieutenant Detective Jerome the Boulder Stone in a Hawaiian shirt, putting a name tag on saying, well, actually, I run Ernie's Gym and Juice Bar now. And their excuse for why Ernie is gone is, uh, fuck, what is the exact phrasing they use? Well, his foreign service unit uh, recalled him and he had to suddenly leave. And I think they're like, something about building a bridge in the Amazon. Yeah. Is foreign service unit, excuse me? <laughs> what? Well, you see, he's actually in witness protection. Right. I guess. Because, or, because his mob ties finally caught up with him. Yeah, I have to assume that's what's going on there. A couple of nice gentlemen said that they were going to go on a boat ride with them and have him try on some new shoes. I hope they fit. <laughs> God, could you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> So, yeah, but so uh, Jerome Stone is now the uh, head of the gym and juice bar. And, yeah, we can't call him lieutenant or detective, so I guess we have to start using his name now. Uh, which feels weird to have a character where you've where he's always been known by his last name for two seasons, and then all of a sudden you have to start using his first name. But, sure, okay, so Jerome owns the gym and juice bar now. Well, now uh, his title is Ernie. <laughs> no, his, 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 his shirt does say Jerome on it. Yeah. Uh, so also, when he came out here, he came out 
carrying what I presume is a fresh pizza on one of those long things. Like you ever see like people make pizzas in old timey ovens. It's like, uh, a, like it's, it's a, a it's, giant wooden spatula. Yeah, it's a giant spatula. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the proper name for that thing is, but he's got a pizza on one of those and he just brought it outside by where the chimps are. I don't know. Maybe this pizza's for them. Uh, and he sets it down and he's like, yep, uh, Ernie's gone. Uh, and I own the gym and juice bar, so that's just the way things are. And then Bulk throws a basketball, it hits Jerome in the head, uh, hits the end of the giant spatula thing, and, you know, just like a lever, it launches the pizza onto his head and he gets covered in, in marinara sauce. I, I hope it's for them, because they can eat it off the floor and not have to worry about it. He can't serve their customers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I like I like that's your concern. Well, it's like, well, the floor is good enough for chimps, so let's yeah, hope I mean, it's for them. <laughs> I mean, I don't like food getting wasted, is all I'm saying. But like, it's, it's actually it's, that raises the question of how qualified Jerome is to take care of some chimps. But it's just like I don't know, yeah. I'll feed him pizza. Fuck but, it. But like, because Bulk and Skull are like chimps now, and they can't like abuse chimps, obviously. So now Jerome Stone is like all the the target of all the slapstick, and like, it doesn't it. I kind of like how he just, like, doesn't get upset at all, because he's like, what am I going to do? They're monkeys. I mean, I'm not going to get mad at them. Like, <laughs> Also, he keeps talking about how, like, like, the final line is like, I swear, there's something familiar about those two. Which, yes, we know that that's because they're secretly Bulk and Skull, but, like, if you really think about it, this guy, this this police officer, just finds some chimpanzees, and it's like, I don't know, something feels familiar about them. I'm going to just take care of them. And also start running a gym and a restaurant and take care of my chimps in the back and feed them pizza. Yeah. So many th- – every part of that is questionable. There's yeah, not a yeah. part of that that's not questionable. His life had been kind of in shambles, though, and he did just lose his two uh, surrogate sons. That's true. That actually uh, – so that raises some questions because we know Bulk and Skull have, like, actual parents out there. They have to be wondering where their sons went. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're like, I always knew they'd die. (laughs) 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 I always knew one day they just wouldn't come home. (laughs) Those those kids. Oh, God. (laughs) I thought they'd straighten themselves out when they they became cops, but... No, I was I was right. They were just doomed. (laughs) I I think my big magic finally got them (laughs) that we have not touched on. (laughs) <laughs> the presence of the pizza paddle implies this is a fresh pizza out the oven, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> so he didn't just get covered in marinara sauce. He got covered in scalding hot marinara sauce. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, it was just out of the oven for a while, and he's like, I don't want to dirty a pan. <laughs> I feel like he was just carrying it around for a while. I, okay, so I'm going to be charitable. So... Let's assume he's he's intending to feed this pizza to these chips, which you shouldn't do, but that's what he's doing. He probably let it cool first <laughs> before bringing it outside. You a chimpanzee probably- dietitian now, all of a sudden? <laughs> well, listen, listen, he's being irresponsible, but I think he at least knows enough not to give chimps he's hot being pizza. Irresponsible, responsibly. <laughs> there, there, mm. are, there are shades to being irresponsible. Yes, and one of the chimpanzees is wearing them. God, so yeah, so that's that's it. That is that is the first 
standalone, not a multi-parter, not a movie episode of Turbo. We are properly into our new status quo. The new mentor is in place. Justin's fully settled in. Our first just regular-ass episode of Turbo, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it's one of the best episodes I've seen from this show in a while. (laughs) Like, it's... I really liked it. It's really funny. Like, I think, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, it doesn't take itself seriously, and that makes it better. Like, yeah. And, like, let me be clear. I don't mean that it's, like, high-quality television. Oh, yeah. No, it's just, like, it's enjoyable. all the things you, yeah, all the things you go to Power Rangers for, this does well. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh... Luke, yeah. uh, when we get to the end of this, and, uh, you need to dunk on Simone, I will hold him down underneath the basketball hoop for you. Hell yeah. So, yeah, just uh, just count on that. Can we get a uh, pizza nearby him on a lever so that when I dunk on him and the pizza the, the basketball falls on his head from the hoop the it sends a pizza flying into his face? Listen, we have a, we have most of a season of television uh, left to work out this Rube Goldberg shit. Yeah. As, we'll, we'll find a way. As a Canadian, I think it'd be more appropriate if it was poutine. All right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also messy. Really, really cover them in gravy. Um, yeah, so, uh, Eric, what do you think? You haven't gotten a, a last word in yet. Uh, you know, maybe we're at the top of the roller coaster and it's all downhill from here, but... Could be. I mean, if somebody said, name a better episode of Power Rangers than this one, I mean... I don't have any specific episodes that jump out as better than this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've... I got a couple standout ones I could name, you know, uh, Instrument of Destruction's up there just for being genuinely good television, and... Oh, yeah, that one was really uh, good. And I still have a soft spot for It Came for Angel Grove. But even then, everything I'm I'm thinking of is, like, from Zeo, so maybe that's some recentism at play. Um... But yeah, like this this is just a fun ass episode of Power Rangers. Yeah, see, I'm on the other side of I, I can't think of specific episodes I loved, but I can think of scenes and it's shit from like season one when they didn't know what fucking show they were making. Like Rita on a penny farthing flying through a city. <laughs> <laughs> or Rita's plan of like, oh, he doesn't like bees, does he? Right. <laughs> Giant <laughs> bee! <laughs> I'm going to fuck up Kimberly's parade float. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? So Divatox has given off that vibe, but she hasn't really done that specific, like watching what the Rangers are doing and responding to it yet. I hope we get some of that this year. Um, God willing. Like, like I think uh, Mike pointed out a good one with Instrument of Destruction because that that one is really good. But like that and this, I can't think of anything else much more. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is just good goofy shit. And you know what? and actually, this is a this is another uh, area where we're kind of uh, really strongly disagreeing with with Simone, and I I feel bad to just keep dunking on someone who's not here, um, but like he also really does not like Divatox. No, Divatox uh, is great. Yeah, I love yeah. Divatox. Divatox is the Lexi best. Actually, also no isn't a big fan of Divatox. It's it's weird. Like everyone who's not here right now seems to not like Divatox. Yeah, no, Divatox kicks ass. Yeah, she rules. Uh, like, she's I, I, terrible I min- at her job, and I love her. Her minions are like not as good as some of the other minions have been. I will grant that. You know, Elgar is no Goldar, 
But like he's fine and Diva Talks is fantastic. I here's the thing, I'll say, uh Elgar, he's he's no he's no Goldar, he's not even really Rito. I feel like Porto's better than Clank or uh Finster. Yeah, Porto Porto I do love. He is my big round friend. Uh so yeah, that's um I don't really have an ending thing. I don't have any questions or a game or anything. So I feel like uh, unless somebody has some like last thoughts they want to throw in here, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, folks. I, I got kind of handed this at the last second. Yeah. Uh, so let's just do some plugs. Eric, you don't get to be on often. What uh, what you want to plug? Uh, well, so you can find me on Twitter at Rules. That's D-A-M-O-O-N-R-U-L-Z. Uh, I haven't had an episode lately, but I am technically still on uh, a podcast called Basho and Tell, which is follows the world of Grand Sumo. Uh, every other month there is a tournament, and this past... Uh, January tournament was one of the best I've ever seen because the person who ended up winning was on the very last slot of the top division. Um, he's in his early 30s, which is usually when they're getting ready to retire because of all the built-up injuries. Uh, on the very last day, he had to face the highest-ranked guy and when he won, he burst into tears. Aww. Um, and with sumo, you're not supposed to show emotion. Win or lose, you're supposed to maintain, you know, your composure, respect the dignity of the ring. Um, but, you know, he burst into tears uh, during the winner's interview. He was like, well, you know, kind of the thought that went through my head is, is it okay for me to win this? And uh, one of the best parts of his winner's speech was, like, he was asked, like, oh, you know, there were a few times where it looked uh, pretty close that you might lose. Uh, who helped you? And he said that at times when he was in trouble, uh, he could feel his, uh, I think it was a high school uh, coach mm -hmm. that had actually passed away in the middle of the tournament at, like, age 55. Like, he could feel him help push back. And oh, man. That's it really... Was, oh. It was a hell of a storyline. Oh. That, is, that, is, that is some fucking, like... That's some fucking, like, last season of a shonen anime shit. Holy cow. Yeah, and I've been seeing coverage of it in, like, The Guardian on CNN. Uh, it's the first time I've seen major coverage of sumo that isn't negative and it's not like hey haha look at this fat guy crying it's like hey the ultimate underdog won this he's mm. the lowest ranked person to ever win a grand tournament he's from nara which is considered the home of sumo but they hadn't had anyone win it in the past 98 years Ooh, wow make a movie of it yeah. 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 Please. Fuck yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, Luke, anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. 
you can find other podcasts I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Let's Place, where we rank every video game ever made according to quality. Uh, we recently did a live show at PAX South that was uh, kind of on fire, but it, it came together. <laughs> uh, there's a YouTube version of that around. You can find it. It's not hard. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't have a link to it handy or anything. You can also find Where's Pod When I'm Scared, a podcast I do with my friend Ashley about VeggieTales and uh, Reprise Kids. Our brand new podcast that we do with, uh, at, uh, that I do with Ashley and Molly, all about, uh, Spy Kids. Nice. Which will practically be completed by the time this episode goes up. I, I figured there's not a lot of content for that. I mean, there, there's like no. a Netflix cartoon and stuff. I have pushed hard. I've lobbied for the Netflix cartoon to be part of our coverage, and I have been uh, resoundingly rejected. That's, that's silly. <laughs> I mean, also, I get it. Like, you finished the the main thing that the podcast set out to do, and you're just kind of having fun at this point. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't feel like doing that one. So, yeah, uh, I guess also, sure, why not? I posted a thing on my Medium page. You can probably just find it if you look at my recent tweets. I wrote a thing about Kentucky Route Zero. That's a good ass game. You should go read the thing I wrote. You should go play it and then go read the thing I wrote about it. I don't know. That's all I, I got to I say. I agree, because Luke's a great writer. Well, thank you. So, I haven't played Kentucky Route Zero, but I'm real glad to hear that people are liking the last part, because, like, for the longest time, I've been hearing about how badly that got delayed. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be finished by 2014. Oh. Whew. Yeah. Uh, Five years late. Or tw- yeah. Yeah, more. Yeah. It's, uh... I, I've, like, read a lot of stuff from them, and they said, like, part of it was that they could have gotten it done by 2014, but they realized they were destroying their lives and bodies by working that hard, and they needed to prioritize that over finishing a video game. Hell yeah. And then, uh, the other thing yeah. was they said they actually have finished it since, like, 2017, and they've been working on um, localization stuff to get it uh, translated into other languages that they could, like, release simultaneously. Oh, cool. uh, so they've just kind of sitting on the last act of it for a couple of years now. Okay. Yeah. And cool. uh, it's it's good. Yeah, it's... Uh, the end yeah, of that like- game, I think, is not what anyone thought it would be, but <laughs> also it's the best way it could be. It's one of yeah. those. Gosh, yeah. But, right. but in, in, this, in this land of of crunch, 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 it's very heartwarming to hear that they just decided not to crunch and to do yeah. the sensible thing. Right. <laughs> and I realize they're indie, so like Yeah, they have a little the more freedom with over that. their heads, but uh yeah. it's it's commendable. Yep. Alright, uh Emily, anything you want to plug? Um you can see me on Twitter at this is Emeralds and um I will remake my pinned post as for some reason it got randomly deleted, but it'll be there by the time this episode comes up. And that right. has my commission info. I forgot to say what the pinball was about. See, I always screwed this part up. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I do commissions, uh, and all the information will be on the pin post. All right, cool. Um, so you can find me at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you want to send questions to Teenagers with Attitude, uh, at Teens with Tude on Twitter, sorry. 
Uh, teensworthtude at gmail.com is the email address. And the Facebook group is Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, send Zach some questions. Hopefully he'll be uh, feeling better by next week. Let's hope. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Zach, we love you. Um, yeah, we love you, Zach. Yeah. 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 We give him a lot of shit, but he, he he's, he's, a, he's a good guy and we love him. Uh, so, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Mike. I've been Luke. I've been Emily. I've been Eric. And may the power protect you always.